Welcome to episode 446 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto team, welcome along to episode 446 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. Oh, it's Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year to you and all oh, of us. 2015, we're halfway through the decade. I know, halfway through summer as well. I have to say, summer's been pretty good. We weren't saying that last month, but we are saying it yeah, this month. Yeah, it's been turned around. I've got, I got a bit of peeling on my shoulders. Yeah, I've got a little on my forearms at the moment. I had the peeling, but then the underneath is brown as well. Oh. Oh, that's what happens when you have That's a good gold. summer. That's good summer. What you been doing? Christmas stuff, a little bit of holiday travelling around. Did you get off your face for New Year's? No, we did not. Oh, what's that no. about? Kitty's running around. Oh, see, for more reasons to do it. Yeah. Did they stay up to midnight? Got the cranium. No, we didn't get the cranium out. We got the... What did we get out? We got the pictionary out. Oh, the nice. Boys took it down. Understandably. Yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. So sure the girls, it. I'm sure you, you kind of were quite humble when you win. It's a strategy. Get the girls drunk. They got a massive, they were almost finished and we'd hardly even started and then we just came roaring back. Oh, so you got them drunk for Pictionary? Yeah. Oh, you got nice. a, It's a prolonged process. You start them out, get them a bit of a head start, just keep piling on the wine and then you come home strong. Nice. It's a good, maybe you could try that in Ironman. I Maybe know. that's where you're stuffed might, up in Hawaii. Might, might work better for me. If you kind of put, instead of having Gatorade, a bit of red wine in the Gatorade. Yes. Oh, everyone would have been spewing. You would have just walked past them and won it. Bit of brandy or something, maybe? <laughs> bit of brandy. Yeah. Just imagine, I once played a game of rugby drunk, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't actually remember the game, but I got player of the day. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit, a bit of a monumental experience. But imagine trying to do an Ironman drunk. Mm. I can't imagine that being much fun. One temp in bowling? I'll back it up. Yeah. Tell me about it. What did I get? 111? I don't think that's a very good score. Uh, you know, I think for peasants like us, anything over 100 is okay. Yeah. Kids loved it. It, it well. was just family affair? Yeah. I know the family and the family we're staying with, so yeah. Tim's mom was all good. What about you, Bev? Were, were, you, were you kind of like rubbing it in a little bit or just playing humble? No, I was playing humble. Yeah, but yeah. loving it inside, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah, love it when you do that. Uh, we had an awesome Christmas and then uh, I didn't get drunk either. No. Because I'm a fitness professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then went down to Queenstown, Wanaka, and it was paradise. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in Arrowtown and Wanaka. And then I did a tourism shoot for uh, Tourism New Zealand. Oh, very nice. With Phil Keegan from The Amazing Race. Really? Yeah. Wow, you are famous. Well, uh, <laughs> Joe was giving me a hard time last night making out that Phil was my best mate now. Because yeah. <laughs> I was telling him a couple of stories. And he goes, oh, now Phil's your best mate. Yeah. Uh, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a really nice guy. Like, um... You know, like he's he's world famous. That guy is. Oh yeah. You know, like he's household famous, really. Even in America, lots of people know he is. Well, no, American famous and New Zealand famous. He wouldn't be famous elsewhere. Oh, don't you think? No. Yeah, because that show goes all around the world. Okay. I'm pretty sure people around the world let us know on Facebook. <laughs> this is really important news. <laughs> Do you know who Phil Keegan is from The Amazing Race? If you're, you're not American or New Zealand. Yeah. And just to put it on Facebook, I'm not, maybe it'd be this week's question. Um, but real nice guy, real nice guy, and we had a fun time, and we got to go to Mount Cook, um, around Queenstown, and uh, unlimited food. Nice, it's always gold. Yeah, bugger Phil King got food, free food. That's right. Let's move on. One, with the show. one thing before I start, we have taken three minutes. We're normally yeah. 20, 10 seconds here. We're doing this. We're doing a shoot on at Mount Cook, which is. Have you been to Mount Cook? No. That's what they're saying. We we're talking to a couple of guys who live there, and he says, "What's really fascinating about Mount Cook is no Kiwis ever go there." Mm. You know, and it's just, you know, what, 20 minutes from Tekapo? 
Oh, you know, I haven't been there so long. No. <laughs> well, it's not long. It's no. not far from Tikapo. You always just drive past. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. But we were kind of waiting for the sun to come up. So we kind of had to wait around for like an hour and a half to take the photos. So I'm throwing stones and I love, you know, picking up stones and target. I'm pretty good at target. Mm-hmm. And then one guy came up to us, one of the photographers came up to us and he goes, ah, how far do you have? Oh, no. He goes, can you hit this thing over there? It's miles away. And I threw it. And I didn't even get halfway. Mm. He throws it. And he hit it. We didn't hit it, but he got close to it. So we measured it. How long do you think you could throw a stone? A stone. I don't know. 50 metres? Yeah, 50, 60. He's probably, yeah. probably pushing it even. Yeah. We, we measured it at 105 metres. Wow. Yeah, man. I even, I even slow motor throw. <laughs> I got the GPS out and kept walking and he kept, he kept getting past me. 105 <laughs> metres. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Anyway, Iron Talk is proudly brought to you by? Athlinks.com. Uh, social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And we've only got two new days. <laughs> you can't, doesn't but after today's show, we're going to be all okay. We're going to we're going to try and introduce a new concept this week, uh, which helps you can help us support the show. So anyway, in this week's show, we've got uh, some news. It's going to be a pretty kind of short show today. It is, although the way we waffle, we've already done five the minutes way, before we well, got to this don't, point. No, don't we this the way? Oh, you contributed. Yeah, it was it was a two way conversation. Okay. Um, we've got age group of the week, statistic. It's here to stay. Although with statistic, there's no name. Oh, okay. I was looking at your notes and I was all, who, who okay. was it? Sorry. Yeah. Just okay. yeah. Do, do your work. Yeah. It should be obvious. <laughs> uh, uh, website of the week and then we've got some time. I think the website of the week might be a repeat, but it's a classic. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's uh, it's beginning of the year, guys. We're starting the year sharp. Uh, and we've got uh, questions and answers at the end. And I suppose going into news, I suppose the, the really big piece of news that's been happening over the last couple of weeks is the announcement of Bevan Doherty officially retiring. Last couple of days, really. Yeah, yeah. So for us Kiwis, it's a big deal. For you guys around the rest of the world, maybe not such a big deal. But Oh, I think in the sport it is, isn't it? He, he, he will go down as uh, one of the, the great athletes. You know, He'll be on Legends. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I'm going to give him a little time, bit of time to stew. I think you know yeah. these athletes often. He's, he's he'll still be in athlete what, mode. Do you know, but do you know what I would think would be cool to do on Legends is to get like a Bevan kind of now, and then try to do him again like <clears throat> ten years from now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because the experience of oh, your yeah. memories of your history, like the older I get, I get so much better <laughs> in <Yeah>. my past. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. They have a totally different perspective. Someone like a, a Brad Bevan and those guys who were great, you know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah, they look at things totally yeah. different. And uh, Like, who was it, Mike Pig? Like, I loved our interview with Mike Pig. I think it's one of the best ones we did. And uh, just his raw honesty around the struggle of not being an athlete. And uh, I would love to have had an interview of him around mm. that, you know, post really close post to being and mm. retiring. So so for those, let, let's do a bit of a wrap-up of Evan's career. Uh, I think the key, key things for him is he's two-time Olympic medalist and off the top of my head, I think the only other one who's done that is Simon Whitfield, who won gold in 2000 and silver in... 2008. Yeah. <clears throat> so Bevan got silver in 2004 and bronze in 2008. <clears throat> Excuse me, so that was in was he Athens. Gutted, was he absolutely gutted he didn't get the gold? Um, isn't he, I think he probably is, but he's never really said that. I mean, Athens was an outstanding oh, race. Amazing. So for us Kiwis, you know, 
you got to put in perspective, and we've said this in the time and time in the past. But you know, if you get an Olympic medal in New Zealand, it's a big deal, yeah. especially if it's in a reasonably high-profile sport. And triathlon in New Zealand is moderately high-profile. You know, if, if Bevan was a, um, a, a pom or if he was, a, you know, an American, nobody would know who he is. No. But you know, anybody who knows who follows sport in New Zealand, if you gave them one or two clues, they would go. They'd be able to name Bevan yeah, and Hamish definitely. Carter definitely. Yep. So that race where we got gold and silver in an Olympics, where we yeah you know, we only get a handful of medals, and it was in prime time TV. It really was. Wasn't it, it was. It was one of those sort of almost stopping the nation type. It things. really was, wasn't it? Everybody was watching. When you were watching that race and they both broke away, what were your thoughts? Can you remember? Uh, on the bike, you know, I was very optimistic. You're still, you know, always looking back to that second group, going who who's there. But I think the real concern when we when most um, Kiwis watching it was Andrew Johns was in that group, and everybody's going, look, you know, Hamish and Bevan are two of the better runners in that group, um, but you're worried about uh, about Andrew Johns because Johns he was a very very good runner. So you kind of, I think I was sitting there going, right, we've definitely got one medal here, um, but when they pulled away on the run, you, you know, it was uh, I, I, I can't remember who I thought was going to win. Um, so I thought Bevan was a, just because he won the world championship recently, and I remember mm. just watching it, thinking, "Well, Bevan will probably take it out." Mm. And then when Hamish kind of made that gap, mm. I was like, "Wow!" Like I was surprised. Like I was happy because it was either war, but you know, I was surprised that Bevan hadn't won it. If mm. you know what I mean, just because of current form. Yeah, he was a current world champion, and he. Um, and that's I think another one of the things I want to bring up today was he had some amazing sprint finishes. So if you ever want to see a fantastic finish, uh, there's a. I'll put it on this week's show notes. Yeah, the new Plymouth ITU. It was I think it was a World Cup race at that stage. Was it Gimmel? It was Gimmel. Um, they were running together, and then uh, there was about three. I think it was Gimmel. Um, Bevan and uh, Rasmus Henning and Gemmell did this amazing attack about I don't know 400 metres out or so and just looked like he was absolutely going to be spanking it and then uh, Henning I think sort of gave up the ghost and Bevan came back and was just reeling him in reeling him in and sprinted past him with a few seconds and somebody's got it up on YouTube with yeah. uh, with Lose Yourself by Eminem on it I think it is yeah. and it's just an amazing finish but equally his sprint finish in Madeira um, which is where he won his world title was against uh, oh I didn't know there was uh, it was against Spanish dude Ivan Rana and that was an awesome sprint finish really? as well real real was that for the world championship oh yeah because that was back when it was just one race wasn't yeah. it yeah 2004 really? so that was an did you watch that I've watched the finish on, on YouTube well, you weren't watching it live no no, no. so 2004 and then I, he also had an amazing sprint finish somewhere with Brad Carterfelt uh, and I have a feeling that was in the you know, in, in the very beginning of the new sort of world triathlon series circuit. So, yeah, he's had some awesome finishes and world champion, two-time Olympic medalist and one of the most consistent performers sort of through that period from about probably about 2003 through to about 2008, 2009 maybe. He was, you know, consistently, you know, he'd always be right up there. Can I ask, what if you were to talk about him as an athlete, Tell us about his how he would raise his kind of character and that kind of stuff. Well, he's a bit of an angry character, and I, I mean I know Bevan pretty well because because he, <laughs> he beat you up. <laughs> no, no, but uh, so he came to Christchurch as a junior, and so we spent some time training there. So from about ninety five through to two thousand, I mean I spent a lot of time with him. We had two seasons in France together, so I know him pretty well. He's a really good guy, really good guy. He's but nice guy, yeah. he comes across in the media as being quite prickly, and he is. Yeah. You know, he's just he's pretty pretty focused 
trains very, very hard. And everybody says, oh, everybody trains very, very hard, but he is a, a real hard ass, and he's certainly not the most talented athlete out there. Uh, so when we were juniors, not that I was fantastic or anything, but I'd beat him a lot more than he'd beat me, yeah. and until probably about 99. Uh, but he wasn't the most talented, you know. It was so what, what happened in 99? Uh, that's when we first started going to Europe, and that's when he sort of kind of got his wings. And he, he first year in Europe, you know, he went fan, maybe his second year in Europe was when I was over there. He was going great guns at that stage, but he come back to New Zealand just kick his ass. Um, oh really? But over there, he was uh, really starting to to get into it. But it took him, you know, he was probably training full time from probably '97 through to you know early 2000s before he even started to even remotely make money out of the sport. Uh, he just, you know, he did that sort of 10 year thing, yeah. and uh, and then he, and it took him about 10 years to get really good. So he was on the bones of his ass. He did it the hard way. You know, didn't have any money for food and stuff like that. Uh, really? But not a great swimmer. Always very, very tough on the bike. And uh, he was always a good runner. But, you know, you wouldn't have said he was Because he was a cross-country runner as a kid, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So just some other kind of accolades. He got silver in the Commonwealth Games. He mm-hmm. did get a silver in Vancouver in 2008 in the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also got a bronze at the World 70.3 Championship in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ironman New Zealand record Yeah and I think that's something he's incredibly proud of Because Ironman New Zealand is held in Taupo yep. And that's his hometown And for him to go out there and he First, first Ironman, smashed it to pieces Course record on, on a course now That is a little bit slower than what it has been in the past uh, But didn't ever manage to crack Kona But he also did have one Ironman Texas Which was pretty impressive uh, But didn't crack Kona And I think, for, you know, I think that was probably one of the things He's had, he's had a number of bad Ironmans and over the last couple of years had not quite a few DNFs and I have a feeling that combined with it sounds like Specialised is pulling out of triathlon quite a bit and that was his n- number one sponsor. I think all those sort of things would have started to line up and he would, probably would have had a, you know, have I really got what it takes to win Kona? I think that would be the only thing that keeps motivating him mm. and I think he would have needed a bit of luck to do that, get his stomach all sorted out and man, he's 38. He was gutted this year as well. Like yeah. We saw him cross the line and he was kind of gutted. He was... You know, he wasn't in a good place mentally, no. you know, like he could tell he was disappointed. So he's been a full-time athlete for, so he probably started when, in nearly 20 years. I think some of the articles are saying 15, but I'm sure he went to Europe when he was 18. Yeah, so yeah. He, I think he's a year younger than me, so he's 37, so not quite 19 years of full-time training. I, it blows my mind that these guys are still going, that I was training with. You know, him and Gimmel are just, just you know, hanging up their shoes now. Yeah. And, uh I've been full time for a long, long time. So um, something I read, I don't know if it's entirely true, but he's going to try to get his plane license. Yep. No, he's yeah. a very, very outdoors sort of dude, and sort of into his, yeah, hunting and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, good on him. He, he wouldn't be a good coach. <laughs> he, he's admitted that. <laughs> oh, good, good, good on him. And it's uh, you know, it's, a, it's the end of an era. Um, Jonbo, we've got some good news. We have. So thanks, <laughs> to, thanks to ends at Power Cookies, we've got to give away a free entry to Ironman New Zealand, which wow. is being held in Taupo on Pepper's March rock. the 7th. Okay. Paper, One, scissors, rock. Oh, he beat me. You're yes, doing I, it. Now I get to choose, oh. so you can do it. Okay, thanks. So I think I, my back's a bit screwed right now. <laughs> so all, we're gonna do, all we've done is we'll put a post on our Facebook page, and if you go onto that and like it. It's as simple as that. Yep. We're going to make a draw next week. Keep it simple, Simon. And whoever takes it out. I think what we'll probably do is we'll probably draw three names and just work through it, just in case some people have liked it. And then they go, oh, I don't really do it. So we'll email the first person, email the second. So we'll go first, second, third. We'll go first, second, third. So second, third, you're you're the reserves. Oh, it's going to break your heart, but isn't it? It's going to be cruelty. It's going to be, it's going to be, so what's next week? It's going to be the. Maybe you have to make a comment. I suppose you've already started it. 
Mm. Okay. Because if you put a comment, I'm in. Mm. Mm, too late. Okay. Um, anyway, so we'll draw that next week. But thanks heaps to Ems Power oh, Cookies. Wicked. And if you if you don't want to go on the draw, um, make a comment, make some sort of witty comment, and then also get on Ems page and give her a bit of a like because Kiwis and Aussies, you can get the bars here and they're just awesome. So we love Em. And, uh, and if you want to check out her products, you can go to powercookies.com mm-hmm. and uh, it's proud to fuel New Zealand's best Ironman. Cameron Brown uses it now in Dylan racing McNeese. and same with Dylan McNeese. And they've got mm-hmm. interviews with him as well, looking sharp as always. Mm-hmm. Good on him. She's, uh, she's still on the coast. Yeah. Good on yeah. him. She's a happy A. Eh? Yeah. I love it. They're so, going to be living off the grid. They're just about finished. Oh, house. really? They are hippies. They've got, uh, you know, they're going to be having the solar. Well, solar granity panels, or something, don't they? Granity, yep. And no power going to the house or anything like that. Living off the grid. I wonder what that life's like. Because like, she's quite a social soul. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty isolated, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you few locals, go down to your local pub, got your locals. Hopefully you like your locals. Yeah. Nobody else out. <laughs> so Ems Power, Power Cookies, you go powercookies.com if you they don't ship overseas, but if you ever come to New Zealand, rock on. I think you can get them in Australia. You definitely get them in Australia. Yeah, so get them in Australia. And uh yeah, go to www.imtalk.me and there's a link to the Facebook page there and you can click on like and you could maybe win an entry to Ironman New Zealand. Jombo, Ironman is pleased to announce an edition of an Ironman in the Netherlands. You started off so strong <laughs> with that sentence. How do you say that? I'm going to go Maastricht Limburg. Triathlon in the Netherlands next year, Ironman's European Tour. The inaugural race will be held on August the 2nd, 2015. The Ironman European Tour currently comprises of 13 Ironman races. So another Ironman for Europe. And yeah, hopefully this, you know, one of the big races in Holland that has sort of been their traditional iron distance has been the Elmira Triathlon. So hopefully it doesn't. Uh, Come on, John, it's <laughs> today, today it dies. Today it dies. So Ironman taking over the long distance. Which races pin? have had an Ironman turn up and not been hurt? Oh, there wouldn't be any. No, no, definitely hurt it. No doubt about that. Is there any that kind of survived? Um, oh, you need to give me a bit of prep on this. I yeah, have, okay. have to do my research. I think a lot of them survive, but yeah, it's certainly going to hit your numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, when Challenge came to New Zealand, I'm sure that Challenge Wanaka hits Ironman New Zealand's numbers as well. You reckon? Yeah. You wouldn't get that. I mean, uh, it's, Ironman's much stronger, but you know, you're not going to get heaps of people that do Challenge that do Taupo, and they may have done Taupo had the Challenge not been there. Mm. I suppose we're a little bit different here. We're in Europe. You've got so many different choices, same in America. So I, I, I delved a bit deeper, and I'm thinking 13 races in Europe, and, that, uh, and then I had a look. There's now 17 races in North America, so it's not quite on on par, but we're getting closer, and that 17 that includes, Kona. includes Kona. You've got two in South America, four in Australia, one in New Zealand. Four WTC Ironmen. Yeah. Wow, you do too. So you've got Cairns, um, you have Melbourne, Melbourne Port Macquarie. Uh, Port Macquarie and Western Australia. See, Aussies are doing a right out of this. But your Aussies are pretty good at sport. Could be that. One in New Zealand. And they all sell out? They do, don't they? The Australian ones? Uh, pretty close to, I think. I remember back in the day you had to do a half Ironman to do mm. an Ironman in Australia. You had mm. to qualify. Yeah. yeah. Then we have one in New Zealand, three in Asia, and one in South Africa. So if you go, if you go um, the Pacific region, you've got eight. Yeah, it's a bit of a trick for us to go to Asia, though. Yeah, I know, but still. Yeah, yeah but if you're in some parts of America, let's go from one side to the other side. Yeah. I think they've got enough races to go, okay. go to. You Americans, 
You're doing all right. How many do you reckon we'll have in two years from now? How many races worldwide? So wait a second. Currently we have 30, 36, 37, 40, 41 races around the world. I reckon we'll see um, <clears throat> maybe a little bit of growth in South America. I think that's where they're, they're sort of looking to go. Yep. Um, and then More in Asia? I wouldn't be surprised more in Asia. So I can't see them adding too many more in the States. Maybe I'm wrong. But definitely I think in Europe they could uh, the scope to, to go more into the Eastern, Eastern Bloc countries. <coughs> So I know there was a, a race announced recently in Poland. I can't remember if it was a challenge race or if it was a 70.3, but I think we'll start to maybe see them sort of spread that way a little bit, you know, a um, bit more in Czech Republic. Wouldn't be surprised if we see something else in Germany, in another race in Germany, but I think that's sort of where they, they might sort of start to spread a bit. So you think we'll have 50 races in two years? Yep. Okay, good. Um, upcoming races? got a couple of, I don't think there'll be any races coming up in the next few weeks but there is actually this uh, by the time this show comes out there will have been Hits Naples so that's the first race of 2015 it's still going isn't it it's still going yeah. and yeah, I brought up their numbers a little while they're not um, they're not mind blowing but it's enough to be breaking even I think yeah. <clears throat> and then uh well, Israel Man, which is in Eliat in Israel, and good old Tim Hemming uh, went there last year and thought it was a, a great event, challenging day at the office. Pete Rebrusik is back there, and uh, yeah, first, so, well, second race of the year. Auckland 70.3 is when? Is Two weeks. This weekend coming. Oh, is it this weekend? Wow, it's by the oh, time by the show time comes out, yeah, okay. it's this weekend. So... Yeah, we've, rec- we've recorded this early. Yes, so <laughs> it's a good strong field. We often don't go on about 70.3s, but we're Kiwis and we like the Auckland 70.3. Now, is it still the championship race? Is the for the Asia last time. Pacific Championships, for the la- well, it's going to be the last time it's being held in Auckland. No, so but Taupo's not going to be the championship, is it? I don't believe so. Yeah, it was the Don't quote me on that one, but I don't think I'm so. pretty sure well, that's the impression I seem to remember from reading about it. So it's a good strong field. You've got Terenzo Botzoni. Um, you got Tim Reed. Tim Reed. He's got to be a favourite, doesn't he? Yeah, I would say I would be putting money on him. Yeah. Oh, he's a good guy, though. We don't want to put the. Yeah. Oh, no. He loves it. He listens to the show, mate. Yeah. He's going, yeah, go John Bevan. Cam Brown is down. He had a great race there last year. And then you've got Craig Alexander. So, Battle of the Old Boys. And uh, Tim Burkle, top 10 Kona last year. Tyler Butterfield. Tyler Butterfield there. So, Leon Griffin and Dylan a bunch McNeese. of other dudes. Dylan McNeese and Clark Ellis down there as well. He had a bit of a battle there with Bevan Doherty, I think the first year it was. So, who was the guy who won it? The Australian guy who we didn't really know. Who was that? Oh, yeah. Um. Last year, Jan Fredino took it out, and what was his name? Let me, oh, you, you do some It'll talking, I'll later find it. Anyway, it's, uh, likewise on the girls' side, we've got a pretty strong field there. You've got four or five really good girls. You've got Amber Luxford, Meredith Kessler, Gina Crawford, Rebecca Keat, and Nikki Butterfield. So, you know, that could pretty much go anywhere. You'd have to say Annabelle Luxford and Meredith Kessler are on paper, probably the best 70.3 athletes. Nikki Butterfield has won Challenge Bahrain before and she'll be there with hubby and family. So, and, and likewise, Gina Crawford, you know, she's an aw- Gina's awesome at uh, iron distance, but not quite as good at 70.3s. But, you know, she'll be uh, clipping at their heels, no doubt. So, yeah, I think we're in for a good, strong race. And... Not as not as many, not quite as stacked as last year on the guys' side where we did see a big bunch. But uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how it goes. It's not that easy to find, John. He's an Aussie. He's from Melbourne. Yeah, I can picture he, him straight away, but yeah. I've just forgotten his name. Yeah, it's seven point three results, but it kind of goes to this year. Yeah, on the right hand side, has it got past results? Mm, let me have a look again. Past results. 
Oh, this is great podcasting. Uh, actually, here we go. You see, this is the easy way to do it. Athlinks.com. Yes. Yeah, I got Christian Ath- Kemp. Christian Kemp. But you see, I could have found that a lot quicker than you if I'd been on Athlinks.com. Guy who just retired, but- Bevan Docherty, got second. Yeah. And if I was on Athlinks, I would have just gone, put in Auckland 70.3. It would have come up and I would have got all the year's results right in front of me and it would have been simple as I that. I should have yeah. gone there because the WTC website's it's good. But it's a little bit confusing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to confuse you. Yeah? Well, I know it's a thing because I'm just such a so sharp to, soul. We went to athlinks.com and Jan Fredino tells me all the results there. Jan Fredino took it out. Richard Cunningham and Terenzo Bottazzoni was in third place. And Bevan, who's recently retired, was only fourth. And he would have been pissed that, Bev- that Terenzo Bottazzoni <laughs> beat him by 11 seconds. You never want to get beaten by a fellow countrymen, do you? No, 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 you don't. Especially when it bumps you off the podium. Yep. Um, but the reason I went there was I wanted to see who was our first athletics finisher, and Tim Reed was actually our first athletics oh, finisher. Oh, there you go. So, Timbo, if you're listening, you need to update things. You have got a few of your results there, but it's cool when pros get on this side of things. And so, you can, click on his profile? Yep, you can click on here, and there's a lot, a lot of wins next to his name. So, what's his stats? Go to his stats. Wait a second, I'm going to athletics. Hold on. What stats do you, would you like to know? Like, where does he rank in overall times and stuff? Oh, yeah. So his half iron, he's in the top 2.9% um, in his ranking, and he's only got half Ironman and Olympic distance races here. So he's got a lot of wins and a lot of placings. So he's only updated 2014 races. He's only got Husky, you got second. 70.3 Geelong, you got second. Auckland 70.3, you got fifth. And then you go through the previous year, and he's got a first, a fifth, a first, a fourth, a second, second, third, second, first, eighth. So pretty good all round. Only two, uh, only three results there off the podium, and he's got twenty twelve results. So yeah, it's cool when pros get on here. Well, if you look at half Ironman, this is quite interesting. He's done eleven races. His personal best is three forty seven fourteen, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But in athletes finishes, what kind of? Oh, you've got it in front of you. Mm-hmm. Percentage is he's in the top three percent of athlete finishes. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, Olympic try. This is what's really interesting. He's only in the top 11%. He's only done a couple. Oh, is that why? And the ones that he's done, he's done is, I think, was was high V. And that's, you know, the <coughs> yeah. one of the hardest races in the world to do well. And it doesn't look like he had great results there either. So I was, was having a look at Tim, Timbo Reid. And then the second athletes finisher was just in front of me was Quentin Fogarty, who qualified for Kona in... Tapo as well and yeah you go and click on his profile and you can find out all, all you, what you want to know and then on the girls side of things the first athletics finisher was our good friend the the chef or the nutritionist who's not really a nutritionist she's actually a lawyer but I got that mucked up one day so it's a private little joke and it was Natalie Gaskin and she finished in what place overall was she she was 8th female overall by the look of this which Dunst was there as well so nice work to her. And second female athletics finisher was Catherine Ballantyne. So I know that Natalie Gaskin qualified for Kona. You can go and check out her if you're in that sort of 30 to 35 age group. You want to see what it takes if you're a Kiwi uh, to qualify. Go and check athletics.com. Check out Natalie Gaskin. You'll be able to see what sort of speed she does all her races. And you can suss it out. So... Good work. Athlinks.com. Check, check, check it out. Okay, guys, discussion of the week. So we had a we had a discussion of the week before we went away on holiday, and uh, I'm just going to pull up Facebook right now as I'm talking about it. And the discussion of the week was, what will you do in 2015 to improve as an athlete? Was that the question? Yeah. Yeah. John, you start because I'm pulling up. Uh, Chrissy McKinley, you've gone down in my books. 
You really have. Why is that? Get rid of the coach? I'm going to read Fitness Attitude by Ben Miles oh. and see how I can modify my training that behavior. Is Last time I checked, you went and did Ironman Western Australia recently, you had the best race, and you haven't read the book, so stick with what you've done. I'm liking this. No, she's read it now. Mumbo jumbo. Read it now. You watch this year. It's going to be phenomenal for Last her. Last post I saw by her, she, she's got no motivation to train anymore. So she's she probably, 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 probably read it. And maybe maybe God, for a change. Fuck this. You need to do aerobics. Um, Anthony Mulholland is uh, strength and conditioning, two sessions a week. Keep it varied and keep the body strong. Righty-ho. Sid Poppy Fields Sidolsky. Whoa, that's a name. <laughs> Core strength and a massive bike improvement to get the BMX round 140.6. Imagine riding a BMX for an Ironman that race. That would be uncomfortable. Uh, Michael Turner's got training. Do everything I can to stay injury-free and try to stay within the same postcode with Gavin Wickham in the wonderful climate that is Darwin. Uh, Adrian O'Brien finally learned prevention is better than cure. Yeah. So move, uh, so more cure, uh, not more core and strength training. Also, listening, oh my God, you've gone down my books as well. Is everybody going to get my book? Also, listening to Bevan's podcast is a gap between your ears. It's the gap between your ears that will stop you when it hurts. Oh, Bevan's podcast, that's a really great podcast. Oh, that guy is, I, I heard that guy's really legendary. Yeah, I didn't yeah, hear the yeah. same things. Yeah, that Phil from Phil Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Quigley's got um, weight training coming off a couple of seasons of injuries, or off a couple of injuries. It's important and more important than ever to work on muscle strength in the gym and doing so i found more imbalances better working in my glutes and hamstring and seeing great gains in my recovery as well as results a few more pounds are fine with me as long as i'm strong more resilient everybody here is just saying strength training core jeff oliver strength and conditioning uh try man jack i'm going to add some strength work into my training Cool, robert Beeling, he's got i believe that alcohol-free beer seems to work okay for the german boys try to drink that a bit more maybe someone who was, was giving advice yeah Goodness. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else, John? Another one. Uh, Teddy Shul. Lots of weight in CrossFit in the early season to rebuild some strength by CrossFit. Ne- neglecting it for the last three years. I don't know if I'd go CrossFit. Yeah. Do you know why? And the only reason I'm saying this is because there's nothing that's CrossFit. People love it. I get it. If I'm going to do strength work for Ironman, I'm going to do specific training to the needs of the training I'm mm. going to do. Yep. And CrossFit is, is awesome, but it's not specific to the needs of a, a triathlete. Yep. And I feel you're much better off to get a, either a really great personal trainer or a physio or, or someone of really good body knowledge mm-hmm. to go through your body and say, here's where your weaknesses are, mm. here's you need to develop some strength, and here's the strength you need to develop for the movements you're going to be applying in your three season. And often it doesn't need to be going <clears throat> crazy and lifting really no. massive, big, heavy weights. No. Um, body weight stuff is often... Like if you're saying, I'm, I'm doing it for variety, I want something different, it's cool. But if you are looking to become a better triathlete, mm. um, you're much better to choose specific weight training. It's, you know, I do believe in strength training. Mm. It's really important but it, it wants to be specific to what you're trying to achieve. Here's a good one. Yes, Olsen, uh, sleep more and work less. That is a good one. Um, oh, Paul Yates got fix a herniated C5 disc and stop getting stress fractures in my heel. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, Stuart Martin-Lawrence, trust Russell Cox. That's getting me. That's me getting faster sorted. Russell loves his numbers. I've got to get Russell on again to talk about his Oh, loves Russell his, Cox haven't spoken in a while. Stats. Christopher Ashford's got get coached. Uh, number two, S plus C over winter. What's that? Strength uh, and conditioning. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and sleep more, hopefully. Last one I'll do. Andy Robertson. Hopefully, hope 
fully improve my running. Have joined a running club, so I hope that helps. He's probably doing my get up to five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Arnold, he's got trying to be smarter with my race program by racing less and focus on the 10th of October to finally have a decent Kona. Tell me about that. Jombo, what's your goals? Uh, what, oh, I don't know, just, uh, what about you, Bevan? Well, Give me a second to think. I've decided this year is a year where it's all just about body care. So right. he's, he's doing some uh, oh, rotational twists. Back in. Yeah, I went to his back again. How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, Joe loves Soft it. Soft landing. Joe loves it. Joe loves it. Um, have you heard of Nikki Patel down in Queenstown? No. Chiropractor? No. Oh, he is good. Yeah. Yeah, because I did my back really bad before Christmas. For God's sake, and it's still a bit yeah. worried. But um, I went and saw him, and he clicked me to pieces a bit. Just his knowledge was pretty phenomenal. Um, so I've decided that this year it's a commitment to lots of body care work and then as that goes well looking to do some running goals mm-hmm. so I might do some off-road, off-road races and, and just kind of but I want, <clears throat> the one thing I've got to do start slow yeah because I'm always a bit keen John yeah I always push my body hard which is e- cool eager beaver bevan yeah eager beaver injured bevan yep. <laughs> so I've got to remember that <laughs> you I think I'm going to have to focus more on my belly why is that is it going to it's, it's I was just watch, literally watching something this morning yeah, it was about uh, not going about a how, how do you get um, beer belly? And uh, and not that I drink a lot of beer, but it's just sort of explaining the science and stuff behind it. And what was it saying? Uh, well, your liver just goes into overload, just trying to process the beer, and it can't oh. process all the other stuff. And so it's just because there's so much fluid. Yeah, and, it's, oh. and it stops from processing everything. And then and then it went on to say, you know, for guys, once you're over 35, which I've now hit that category, and then the weight starts. People think I'm. Um, just over the top, but I'm, I'm not stressing about Seriously, it. Seriously, like, his, his belly's hitting the table is, team. I just got to be a bit more disciplined with my food, I think. A bit yeah. more disciplined. A little bit less food and not always going out there to need to be absolutely full after every meal. So so what? what's your fault? Where's, where's, the, where's the failing in your system? Portion control. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you know one thing I do recently, which I did when in Hawaii, I read about it, and I got lots of good feedback on this piece, was... Think about how I want to feel after the meal. Because mm-hmm. you know when you go overseas, you eat more anyway. Oh, yeah. And you know when you go to America, portion size is not... It's not their strong point. <laughs> it's definitely not their yeah. strong point. And, and, um, and, and I just thought to myself, I don't want to put on too much weight while I'm overseas. Mm-hmm. And normally you, you put on a little bit of weight when you go overseas, but I didn't want to put on a huge amount of weight. So what I did is I thought, okay, well... When I because I'm a glutton when I go to a restaurant. Oh yeah, big time buffets. Know, yeah, don't work well for me. No, no, and even just not even buffets. Just I go OTT, yeah. and uh, and in Christchurch I go out probably once every three weeks. So you know to be a glutton once every three weeks isn't a bad thing. But I just when Hawaii when you go on holiday, you Joe and I eat out twice a day. You mm-hmm. know, like you're just eating out all the time. And uh, often when we go away, that's our biggest spend is food. Mm-hmm. And you know we're cool. That's what we like. But I just thought, well, I don't want to you know become a big bugger when I'm overseas. So. I thought to myself, what's a good strategy? So what I did is every time I sat down with the menu, I thought to myself, how do I want to feel as I walk out of the door today? Mm-hmm. And it, it was amazing how much control and how much it made it easier for me to make buying decisions when I was making those choices. And in the past, you would have thought, what am I going to get the biggest meal for the best value of money? Definitely. Yeah. And then you want to also make sure you eat every part. Yeah. You know? So I would go stupidly. and But it was just a really good strategy just to think um, – how do I want to physically feel as I walk out the door mm. and uh, gave me a lot more control so maybe we could try that I'll give that a go because I, I did notice yeah <laughs> oh, what's this blue, I've got this blue 70 t-shirt actually from Kona on here and it's uh, it's a nice top it's just tight did it's you tight. buy that did I buy it <laughs> 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 question is that <laughs> okay this week's discussion 
With the, with, with the announcement of Bevan Doherty retiring this week, we were kind of curious who to see do you think will retire by the end of this, or before the start of the season? Or, or during the season. Who do you think is going to be hanging up their boots? In 2015. And not a crowy hang up of their boots, a proper one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, give Crowy a bit of a bit of a dig there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay, so that's this week's discussion. And also while you're on our Facebook page, remember if you want to win a free entry to Ironman New Zealand, just like that post that John put up, and you'll be sweet as bro. Okay, here we go. It's the music. Age group of the week. I tried to give John a little project there because we've lost all our old music themes except for the, the actual intro of the show because I did a little bit of work on that one and uh, John's old computer can, can solve the old problem I said maybe you should do that and what'd you say? I'll have a think about that <laughs> have a think about it which that means it ain't how many, it depends how many patrons we get you're giving away hints okay we're going to interview I mean sorry an email through from James Bradshaw and he's got um, I hope this note finds you well and looking forward after Kona so we're, we're looking forward to Kona yeah yeah. so it came a while ago did it it did but we're working through them I'm writing to nominate my brother Dan Bradshaw for age group of the week and I'm very grateful if you would consider him Dan qualified for the world championships after winning the 18 to 24 age group in Ironman Wales in September last year Ticket ever Ironman event. A pretty tough course on the European tour, I'm sure you'll know. It is a really hard day, isn't it? Oh, it's a great race. And I mentioned this recently. I was so pleased to see, I think it sold out, but it was very close to selling out because it just looks awesome day at the office. Mm. Love you, Poms, for having a good challenging course. In the run-up to Kona, Dan has taken <clears throat> sorry, two overall wins at the UK Ultimate Iron Half in August by a margin of more than 20 minutes. That's what you call a domination that of the dojo. Do- that, that is the official, isn't it? Was it 22 minutes? But no, it's 20. 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yep. That is, uh, uh, and at the Blitfield Olympic distance race a few weeks earlier. This is an incredible return to form after being diagnosed with, oh, how does this one? Where are you? Galeni Bear Syndrome in April. GBS is an autoimmune disease where the body's antibodies attack the peripheral nerves. Normally, GBS affects the central nerves first, causing a loss of sensation, but unusually, only Dan's motor nerves were effective, meaning he couldn't use the muscles in his arm and legs. He lost most of the strength that he, and he could barely walk, and his hand grip wasn't enough to squeeze an empty water bottle. Wow. That is full on. That is full on. Add to that, he is an inevitably weight and fitness loss from an extended stay in hospital and his winter-based speed recovery over the period of months that I described was miraculous. Thanks, I think, to his general fitness that Ironman training brings. Dan is training to be a school teacher in the off-season, taking time out of his studies to train full-time in the spring and summer. He's lucky to have the support of Planet X, um, ZipVit, Hub and Pike signals to keep him riding, fueled, swimming and funded. Originally a swimmer, his original strength in triathlon, Dan started racing multi-sports events whilst at Bath University with his race distances increasing and times dropping. This year, Dan's been racing for the Planet X tri-team. He certainly stands out on the neo-pink TT bike. Oh, you've gone downhill wearing pink. Didn't have one of those? The pink. He, had, he had Planet X. I can't remember if he had a. Um, the pink one. I do remember the pink one. So we're yeah. quite cool. Check out the photos on his blog. Link below. I nominate Dan not only for his achievements, but for getting me into the sport. I've done quite a few sprint tri, tri races and have manned up to do an entry to the Ironman 70.3 UK in Staffordshire next year. That's this year, actually. Uh, so that I can race alongside Dan. Not that I'm expected to be fighting with him for the win. 
Dan. I'm loving it, and a lot of this is down to Dan. Thanks for uh, reading this. Much appreciated. I hope you find you meet you in Kona. I'll catch you in Kona in a few weeks. I'm not sure if you did or not. I can't. I couldn't find his result in Kona because it was in 18 to 24, and I couldn't if couldn't find it as either a DNF or a DNS. Well, well, back it up, John. Let's, let's be a bit more clever here. Why don't we go to his blog? Oh, okay. Surely would have written about it. On okay. His blog. But I think it's outstanding effort. I mean, to be in a situation there where you can't, cannot even hold a drink bottle. Um, and I mean that's one thing, but then his, his complete dojo domination is is bloody impressive. So solid effort, Dan, and inspiring your brother to get into the sport as well, even better. My second. So okay, so I'll break Let's it down it. for you. He did. <clears throat> he biked. He swam fifty three forty three. He got swam fifty three forty three. Yeah. In Kona. in Kona. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was thirty ninth overall, tenth in his age group, fifth in tenth age group overall, fifth in his age group. Yeah. That's pretty good. What'd well, you do? I swam fifty-seven. I didn't have a great swim, but I'm usually a reasonable swimmer. Yeah, you're, you're a good swimmer. Fifty-three. That's yeah, that's really that's good. faster than all the pro girls, I think. Yeah, well, he's the thirty-eighth, ninth yeah. overall. Then he bike. Oh, look at that pink bike, John. That's a pink bike. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Planet X. Um, his bike. He rode five hours flat. Five hours and thirty-two seconds. That's and still pretty solid on that day. Yeah, fifty-fifth overall, eleventh age grouper, and a third in his age group. But. The marathon, he ran a four, 3.43, so he got 236 in the run uh, in 30th in his age group. So he came in for a combined time. Does it say that? It doesn't have a combined time, John. Add that together. <laughs> so what's that, about 50, so it's five hours, 5.53, we'll say 54, and then another 6.54. So he did about 10, nine something. Solid. But I reckon he got under sub 10. Well, you're not in the results if you're still in the 24 to 20, 20 the, the sort of... He got 30th in his age group. There you go, yeah, can you it find was, that? It wasn't, it wasn't his name. Huh. Well, he still, did. that's a bloody solid day. That's an awesome swim and a bloody solid bike. Five hours in those conditions. Oh, he, he's gone up. He's aged up to the 25 to 29. Uh, there you go. And 30th you get, in his age group. So what was his overall 53, time? 53, five hours, nine, uh, 3.43 for 9.42. Solid nice work. Day That's good. Yeah, nice work. So there you go. Dan, you are our age group of the week. week. Also, to have to overcome that kind of disease stuff. Creepers, mm. creepers. Okay, John, let me put my statistic music on. What's, what's the new theme for our... For our th- I can't remember what it's it is. Stats-tastic. It's fantastic. We're, we're, we're going to do it like a robot? Stats-tastic. It's fantastic. fantastic. That there is go. cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we just had the show actually interrupted by Bevan's mum just calling, checking in. Yeah. I was surprised you answered it. You could have screened that. It's how, just how, your mum. How often does your mum ring? Not very often. My mum rings every day. Yeah, well, you could have screened it. I'm going to talk to your mum. Oh. We'll just screen your mum. Yeah. She, she's the only reason you're here. You came out of here. Yeah. Don't want to picture That's that. That's a visual you don't really no, want to no. have. Stats test gets fantastic. Did you, do, you, did you do your homework? Did you go and do, find out who it was? I know it is. So we, today, we, our stat is the fastest male Iron Man or Iron Distance time of history. And it was Andreas Raylert. Okay, wait a second. Let me guess. Jeez, <laughs> it's such a hard guess for you. <laughs> if, you guys, if you're out there on the bike right now, what do you think it is? Here we go. Boom. Time's up. 7.41.33. The problem with that is, John, a sub nine no, no longer doesn't seem that great, does it? It does not. No, an hour no. 20 behind. No, because I was talking to Phil and uh, he goes, well, how fast do you know I'm in? And I said, oh, I'm a nine hour guy. That's what I say. <laughs> nine hour guy. <laughs> this is different than a sub nine, isn't yeah. it? And uh, 
And he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, what, what are the fastest guys doing? I go, oh, most races are somewhere between like 18 to 8 and a half. <laughs> and then he goes, what's the fastest? And I go, oh, I think it's about 740. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he swam 46, solid day at the office road, 411. This was in Challenge Road in 2011. Was it? No. Was it road? Yep, definitely road. And ran a 240.52. I wonder if he was slightly disappointed he didn't, didn't go sub 240. <sighs> I can't imagine yeah. you'd be that disappointed after that race. Yeah. But the most impressive thing is, I think when... Oh, the most, well, the, the time. When we saw the first guys go sub eight, um, and we had that, that that time where you had, also had Lothar Leader and uh, Luke Bell and Jürgen Zach and Tom, yeah. no, maybe it was Thomas Helwegel, Jürgen Zach and... They um, did it together, didn't they? three of them just smoked. But this one here by Andreas Rayleur, he Solo. just spanked it off the front and there was nobody, and he was 16 minutes in front of Sebastian Keenley who was second. So, of course he would have had some, some vehicles around him and there's always the argument they might be getting sucked along a little bit, but... Mate, he basically did it solo and just absolutely spanked the pants Imagine off if there were two other guys with him. Oh, we would have seen, you know, sub 2740. You would assume so. Sometimes there can be a bit of a slowing on the bike, but you're going yeah. to be saving a little bit. But, yeah, it would, be, it would be great to get a bunch of guys together and go out there and maybe, maybe get the three or four fastest guys at the time and say, right, Work together. We work together, and there'll be some sort of system that if we get, if we break the world record, you know, we'll, we'll split. If one some, of us breaks the world record, yeah, we, so it's we, like a handicap. Yeah, and we, we somehow split the money up. You know, maybe the first gets fifty percent of it, and second, and third get twenty five, or something like that, or, or even have some domestics out there, sort of helping them along on the yeah, bike yeah. at legal distance. But just that mental break that that gives you. But, but sometimes when you're in the zone and you're just crushing off the front, you know that, that can be a good thing as well. But yeah, it would be interesting to see what the some of these dudes could go if you got say, um, Raylo. So look, he looks like he's getting past it now. Yeah, but no, he's um, gone. if you got say Keenlay together with. Uh, you know, um, Starkowitz, oh, something yeah. like that, and you say, right, you guys, let's see what you can do on the bike. Um, it would be would be interesting to see. So that's this week's stat: seven forty one thirty three, fastest time in history. Phenomenal. Mm. He he to me is probably the best who never won. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'd have to give that a little bit of thought. But there are some other great ones like oh, totally. Pauli Kuru, but he is certainly um, one of the greatest. In, uh, one of the greatest who almost got there, you know, had that yeah. very close second, and Pauli Kuru had a, had a very close race there once as well, where he got second or th- second or third. And um, Jürgen Zach, Jürgen Zach, yeah, yeah, he he never got in that position where you're going, he's going to win, is he going to win? Yeah, um, he always sort of got run down a bit, but yeah. John, we've got some big news. We have become a patron, John. Tell me about it. Right. Right, wow, this is official. Right, this is serious. <laughs> Shit's no, getting serious. The podcasting app, the podcasting model is a bit, a bit of a funny one in terms of uh, when we first got into this, It was I, I was looking back and it was April 2006. So, so nearly eight years. Yeah, coming, mm-hmm. up, uh, coming, no, up, coming up nine years and then next year will be our 10th year anniversary. Far out. Russell Sprout. Wow. Yeah. So it's wow, been, that it, blows my mind away. There's a lot of content out there if you want to go back and listen to. And we're not like other podcasts. We don't try to sell all the old ones, although I don't think they're pretty, pretty hard to sell. Oh, really? Ones. Yeah, because what a lot of podcasts do is they'll keep the 10 recent ones and if you yeah. want to get the old archive stuff. Ah. But ours. Now, Charlie, looking fancy out at running or been running. She's hardcore, my girl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, we don't do that. But, but I think some people have said iTunes have. It's hard to get some of the earlier shows. So maybe what I'll do is I'll put a link 
So where you can get our earlier shows. There is a place you can get them. Anyway, I don't think we're – well, I won't say never, but at this stage, you know, we've never had the idea of um, having the podcast as something that everybody has to pay for. I don't think that really works. You know, when we started out, we just – I don't know, what, what were we really thinking? We just sort of thought, we'll give just, this a crack. Yeah, and we, we didn't think anyone would listen, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's, uh, it's just sort of rolled along and just keep on going. And, and, and these days, you know, it does take up a fair amount of our time each week to do it. Love, Still love doing it. Still love sharing, you know, age groups of the week and sharing all the content and getting good interviews and it's all a good bit of fun. But at the end of the day... Um, we're making no money, basically. <laughs> we, we, need to make, we need to at least make a little bit out of this just to... Let's be honest, we're um, making no money. Yeah. So we, what we're coming up with, we want people to become patrons of the shows. You know, in the past, we've asked people to donate to help us to get to Kona and what have you. But um, what we'd love you guys to do is sort of become patrons of the show so you can really feel like you're part of it um, and for a, for a tiny contribution then it can basically mean that we can keep devoting plenty of time to the show each week and even more time even more time really yeah. and, and really focus on doing a bit more prep um, trying to get you know as many interviews as we can and really just staying on top of things and just trying to make the whole you know product a little bit better for you guys and just keep delivering it on a consistent basis and also making sure I can keep feeding, feeding my family well I think the thing is as well is is like when you think about your triathlon experience, how much is this show a part of your triathlon experience? And uh, mm. if, if that's something you want to contribute to and uh, help us do a better job, that'd be really cool. Mm. So tell us about it, John, how we think about doing it. So, um, yeah, basically, I put it away. Yeah, Joe's <laughs> not even bar, but Joe, I'm not, Joe, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> no, she blew me the kiss. Stephen put his lips out there and she just said, no, not Come going here, there. Come here, give me a no, kiss, prove him no, wrong. No, 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 none of that garbage around here. Good, give a tongue happening. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. So what we're going to do if we get patrons, we're going to obviously keep the show going indefinitely for your weekly entertainment, um, be more prepared for the shows so we can um, have a top-notch show every week. And like it would be really cool if we could, like, it, there definitely could be improvements, couldn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Only a couple. I could percent. turn up on time. Um, you could do. You could do five minutes of prep. <laughs> yep. Six and, minutes. I do four. And and then yeah, we just. I would love to be able to spend you know half a day or so each week or more than that. You know, just really focusing in and just getting a, a really good quality show out to you guys. So sometimes, as you probably noticed, you know, it's a little bit rushed, and we just kind of get it out there. But uh, and suppose that's the beauty of the show is the kind of yeah. Uh, kind of spontaneity of it but, but at the same time it is you know like we could spend more time chasing really great interviews mm. and all those types of things um, and then as part of all this what we plan to do is do our Kona Junket every second year and we know how much you guys love the, the Kona Super Specials so yep. you know as part of this becoming a patron um, that'll help us make sure that we've got some certainty and we don't come asking for money every single year going come on we need some money for Kona yep. um, that can, we can just sort of put some money away and uh, make that happen every second year and also we can keep keep our sponsors you know, to a relative minimum um, we don't really want to fill the show up with sponsors not like we're um, turning anybody away or anything at the moment no. but you know I think when that time when we had sort of four or five sponsors in a show it was getting a bit much and I know some people it turned some people off so you know if we can if we can get a really good number of patrons then uh, effectively we can have minimal or next to no sponsors on the show so yep. it just uh, frees it up a bit so what we've done is we've kind of come up with a system where there's different levels of being a patron and so that um, you can contribute to the level that is realistic for your income or, or how much you want to support the show and we've kind of you know if we think of the models out there right now like a kickstarter model where they've got you know if you contribute so much you get so much and so we've kind of got five layers that we're working on and, and the first is what we call this the skinny basic and what's that john Skinny basic is just one buck a month, and then that's basically yeah. You know, for us, for us, it's basically every bit helps. Um, it's just 
you don't know, one buck a month, 12 bucks a year. That's, yep. uh, but you kind of get nothing for that because no. it's just like 12 bucks a year, which is kind of, yep. you know, bugger all. So then we've got the patron systems and there's kind of, we should have names for it really, shouldn't we? Okay, we'll come up with some names for it. Yeah, we will come up with names. That's your job. It. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, and, and pledge, the first one is pledge $5 a month. And what do you get for that, Jumbo? You get your I Am Talk nickname, which we uh, spend a huge amount of time researching into. Oh, they're and, gold. And what we're going to do on the website is we're going to sort of have a little um, picture gallery with all the people's just a tiny little picture with your name there so when you donate you have to email us your picture yes you do yeah. if you don't you'll get a, a picture of uh, the I'm Talk logo or something like that oh um, no maybe we can just choose your picture yeah. yeah so you just basically sign up get a picture on the site and then you'll go into our biannual draw to go to Kona so it's like we did uh, last year so every second year we will draw uh, a name out of the hat and that person will get more or less an all expenses trip paid to Kona and what we're also going to do is we're going to produce one special show each year for all of our patrons um, and that's this sort of little one bonus so we'll get a good interview on there and we'll just, just distribute that to the patrons so and one thing we could even do which I've thought about which I'm just putting out there now is each other interview we do throughout the year we can ask a question for the patron show Oh yep, yeah, yep. cool. Um, so that's your five bucks a month. Then ten dollars a month. Ten bucks a month. I've just got the design back for a cool little I am Talk swim cap. So you basically all of the above. Um, you get an I am Talk swim cap. Um, you get uh, you get two tickets into our draw. You get your nickname as as above, and you also get the special show. And then you do get the opportunity if you want to just record a tiny little um, clip for thirty seconds or so, and we can insert. We'll be inserting a few of those at the end of the show. Just sort of. Like I am talk because blah blah blah, or, yep. or a little plug for I love for my your, mum. Oh, plug for your club or whatever you want to do, but a little tiny little clip. So that's for ten bucks a month. If you want to go um, go a little bit higher, twenty bucks a month, you get an I am talk swim cap plus a beanie. You get two tickets. Did you say that? You get two tickets. For so the 10, ten bucks a month, you get two tickets in the draw. Twenty bucks a month, you get a swim cap, a beanie, all of the other stuff. So a quick recorder message, a nickname, and then you get three tickets into the draw, and you get a special show. And if you want to go all out and really these guys are hardcore if you're one of these ones hardcore and you pay uh, 50 bucks a month then you get all of the above plus you get an IM Talk um, jersey and IM Talk shorts and then we will if you're going over to Kona or if you come to New Zealand um, we'll go out take you out for lunch oh mate or dinner mate where will we take them I don't know. Uh, if we went to Christchurch you have to go to Lone Star dirty old Lone Star yeah <coughs> and, oh. and, uh, if we're in Kona it would be Lava Java yeah. So there you go. So five bucks a month, you know, it's basically a coffee coffee a month, then uh, then you support the show and it, and it really helps us out. You know, we've got a really big audience and even if we get a couple of percent of the people out there, of you guys listening, uh, contributing, then we will be sweet. Yeah, really, really, we really, really appreciate it because obviously we want to do a better show. Just one thing on the Kona trip details, what will happen is you'll get $2,000 US towards airfares, you'll get a basic accommodation for seven days, condo accommodation, daily dinner at Lava Java, breakfast with the endurance sports travel team. Uh, transfers to and from the airport. Now we do get a lot of questions. What happened with last year's winner? And uh, we, we, sorry, we didn't kind of tell you guys about this. So we had the draw last year, and the guy, where was he from? He was from, is it Norway or um, Some, fin- Finland or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. But he was basically planning on going this year. Yeah, uh, and he, he, he wrote back to us and he said, "Look, you know, like I'll go if I have to go this year, but I really want to go 
next year in 2015 and we we're like oh well, you know so what we did is we said well yeah you can transfer it so he's actually going this year in 2015 mm. as a part of his experience of winning that trip so we're funding that trip as a part of that so mm. uh so we, there was a winner and and they did get the prizes so that's why we didn't have them on the shows when we were in kona mm. i'm not sure why we didn't mention that earlier okay but we didn't but we, there you go that's what happened um so yeah so if you want to get on become a patron of the show which we would really appreciate go to www.imtalk.me and there's a link on the front page there's a this big image become a patron um, patron and uh, go there and there's just different sections that it takes you to a page which breaks it all down and uh, we'll go from there so yeah and each week we'll probably just do a little bit of promotion of this yep and we'll talk about our patrons and one thing we are introducing which we may introduce later on is um, kind of uh, Categories for people who have given more and stuff like that. Yep. So there's another podcast I used to listen to called No Agenda, and that you become a knight of the No Agenda Roundtable and stuff like that. So we'll kind of have some fun with this as well moving forward. It's just about supporting us, doing great show, guys. So uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could, you know, donate a little bit of your hard-earned cash to maybe something that's important in your try world. John, I'm gonna put some music on. Sounds good. Here we go. Website of the week. The problem with the new music, John, is there's no fade out. Can't you work on that? Can you fade? Like, no, I like can, you can. But uh, you know what? What was you saying? I'll think about it. I'll think about, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay, so Gary Figgs get this one I'm through. Almost positive we already they use this, but uh, I was a little bit low on content, so I thought I'd chuck it in. We'll just <laughs> just repeat it quickly. It. GPS. This is where your patrons will help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. GPSCox.com. <laughs> And so it's it has the site hasn't been updated since 2012, but it's classic. It's basically people who have gone out and done workouts with their GPS device, either runs or bikes. And, and these and people deliberately didn't know. I tell you what, the one down the riding cock doesn't look like much. That's a deformed yeah. penis, if it, you ask me. It's basically a, it's a it's a it's a Google um, Maps picture of the route that somebody has taken and it's basically in the shape of <laughs> cocks or penises please got, patron the show my, my palm springs back and forth I, I quite like the uh the up and down cock and you've also got the morning cock and then you've got the the money shot <laughs> the so it's down the bottom and then the Penis, yeah. penis mightier than the sword. And please patron the show. That's yeah, what I'm please. Saying. Otherwise, you have to put up with this. You got Russell's first cock. <laughs> so it's basically people gone out and done little runs or bikes, and uh, the GPS scribbling genitalia since 2009. We're all uh, school kids in the earth, and uh, the earth is our textbook. So there we go. GPScocks.com. If you want to just put a light sure entertainment. I'm not sure we have done that one. Have we? Um, maybe a while ago. Yeah, might maybe have been. A while ago. Just one thing. Um, vegan. We we. We put a link up on our show notes a while ago about doing, Figan was doing a fundraiser for his kid. Mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. got, what's he got? Duchenne's, something like that, Duchenne's, which, yeah, is, a, which is a horrible disease. It's a form of sort of muscular dystrophy. And uh, Figan was saying uh, that, that he's been has blown away by the support that I'm Talk community has given him. Yes. And at Christmas time, there was an anonymous donator who, who donated a significant amount of money to this mm. cause. And um, 
just he, he just said he couldn't believe how amazing you guys were. So for those people who supported him on that, it's just your legends and thank you for doing that. Question no. or sponsor? Extreme Endurance. Yes. One of the, we, we know about the Extreme Endurance regular products, which save your bacon and make your legs feel a hell of a lot better and uh, enhance your recovery. They also have a probiotic to minimise stomach distress and definitely give my son Thomas a probiotic, try to help his stomach sort itself out. So it provides 25 billion of, um, viable probiotic cultures. 25 billion? A probiotic provides 25 billion viable probiotic cultures of 10 strains of beneficial bacteria per capsule. 25 billion in a capsule? Formerly known as extreme gut endurance. Okay, so they've just called it probiotic now. I was wondering where that gut endurance went. Now I know. So benefits that minimises GI distress, uh, beneficial in the promotion of healthy digestive activity, improves absorption of vital proteins, vitamins, minerals, and micronutrients, helps boost your immune system. So twenty four bucks to twenty six ninety five US per packet, and uh, got thirty capsules in there. So get on it and make sure you're looking after your gut is incredibly important. So get on it. Uh, the effects of a bad gut, John, is it bad bum? Uh, can can be bad bum, but a lot of uh, eczema and stuff is is related from from the gut. So will your kids' eczema ever disappear? Well, I tell you what, we're trying everything under the bloody sun. Really. And, uh, yeah, he's having a lot of stuff at the moment. Really? Just wanna, it's just so frustrating when you go to like a doctor. We go to this guy in the hospital. He's just like, yeah, just take your antihistamine you know, twice a day. I'm like, that's not going to fix it anymore. I mean, that's going to fix it, but it's not, you're not yeah, addressing it's not the solution. Yeah. He just says, oh, you just got to, you know, some of these things you just got to learn to live with. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Did you so, smash him? Uh, very much felt like it. So we're trying a but, lot of. Uh, John knew some anger comes out. Homeopathic remedies at the moment. Lots of green smoothies and chucking all different stuff in there. Lots of. How uh, does he handle it? Oh, he's awesome. Really? Mm. It's pretty mm. cool then. Oh, yeah, no, he's very you know, cool. Because I'd hate to have to, have mm. to deal with that in my daily life. Mm. Um, so probiotic, check it out, xendurance.com. Remember, the promo code, if you're getting off the .com site, is Talk 5 and you get five bucks off. And also remember, you can check out Extreme Endurance while you are there. Okay, guys, questions and answers. Where were you? Where's the oh, sorry. Love? Yeah, yeah jump straight ahead. <laughs> well, we do that with questions. That's you normally right. come in a bit late. Yeah. yeah. Tim Hemming, good old legend that he is. Yeah, bit of an ITU update for you. Um, he basically sent through an email saying, David McNamee, he's mm, uh, a 26-year-old, decent triathlete. I know, I don't know the guy, but I, he's, his name has certainly popped up. He's it's on your radar. He's one of those guys, you know, you've, in, in ITU stuff, you've got your Brownleys and your Gomez and then... Um, uh, Marion Moller who also gets up there and, and you've got a few other guys who, who are there or thereabouts so you sort of got your, your three so big hitters so he's zero thereabouts no you've got your three big hitters and then you've probably got another three below that and then you've probably got another ten guys below that who are going to you know, on, the, on, on their day yeah, will be somewhere yeah. between fifth and fifteenth and this guy David McNamee is good he finished fourteenth in the grand final in Edmonton um, and seventh in the Commonwealth Games and not not messing about. He's going straight for Kona. He's basically decided that trying to get to Rio is unattainable because of the selection policy they've put down there. So, the, so what happens basically in the UK is that you've got two big hitters, which is a no-brainer, which makes it hard because then there's only one more slot. But what the UK are doing is they're saying, well, you go out there and get us a, a slot, mm. but then we're going to choose a domestic. Mm. Mm. So you might be the guy. And I think that happened to Lee in the cave, didn't it? Oh, that was just weird, that one. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't to do with domestics. But uh, uh, I totally respect the, what the UK are doing. You know, you've got your two guys who are probably going to meet or got a very good chance of meddling. Yeah. So why, why wouldn't you? Um, but and it then just you basically it choose, hard. You know, but your guy like David, he might have to spend next 
two years kicking his ass and then go, oh, you're not going because we need a guy who can ride well and, mm. you know, a legendary biker. And, and so he's going, well, what's the point and, of staying and, in the sport? And this is a guy that outside of probably the UK and Spain would be, um, would be a national team. He, yeah, he, yeah, he'd be New Zealand number one at the moment. Um, out of the Aussies, he's probably on par with the, the best of the Aussies. How does it take to change nations? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the exact answer. I think it may be two years, I think. Not quite sure. But like a lot of the changing of nations usually is people who have got ancestry. So Leanne yeah. Cave and people like yeah. that. But if you actually Britain, change. Change. Because you can't do it, but yeah. there's a time, time yeah. penalty, isn't so there? So what, what often happens on ITU is you see guys racing in ITU uniforms and you're like, what are you racing in ITU uniforms? And they're doing that, are they? And they're sort of nationless people who oh, are really? in the process of changing. So I don't know. I, I would imagine it's two or three years. And but anyway. It's probably a bit late, but... I think this is, and, and, and I think that... Is this um, a bigger issue in the sport or is it just a UK issue because I've got two legends right now? Yeah, it's just unfortunate timing, you know. Same for, for Kiwis. If we had, you know, when we had Bevan and Gemmel, um, you know, being right, right in the top five in the world, if we had a, a third Kiwi or, you know, three, say you had three guys battling for that third spot as we did going into Sydney where it was a really sort of a tussly sort of thing. And likewise for Athens, you know, um, Hamish Richmond, no, um, Richmond, What's his first name? Uh, Nathan Richmond got on ahead of Gemmel for Athens. And, and did he help? Did it work? Uh, not really, no. Well, we won Athens. Yeah, but he, he got the spot legit. You know, they had two selection races. And oh, he, did he? And so he it wasn't a choice it. because of a domestic. But it was a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit of, it was a little bit odd. But anyway, How was Gemmel, Gemmel was, uh, he wasn't particularly happy, no. but it was, it yeah, is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Uh, what was my point? I can't even remember what point I was trying to make. But I think the interesting thing here is he's switching to Ironman before he's potentially done his sort of apprenticeship. apprenticeship. I mean, he, he's 26, so I'm sure he's been full-time for a while. But, you know, say if we take, we've talked about Bevan Doherty a lot on, the, on today's show, and he left it a little bit late to go to Kona. If he'd, if he'd maybe gone, you know, even before London, because realistically he was never going to get a medal in London unless he had a lot of luck. Um, but if he'd gone before London, I think chances are he may well have won a Kona or he, he could have. Yeah. Been, been in contention. But, high, high percentage rate. Mm, whereas this guy is sort of going across when he maybe doesn't have all those years of just racing and base and just general training and getting far, really, really fast, and then he's making that switch across. So it's going to be really interesting to see if some of these younger guys that make the switch, I think he'll, he'll, uh, he'll most likely do, not that I know a lot about him, but he'll most likely do really well at halves, but Ironman's a different story. And to uh, be searching for that kind of... Um, but in some ways, you contradict yourself here, John, because you always say when the ITU guys come over, they're too old. Yeah, and they're, or, or they're going to dominate the sport. Mm. And so this guy, and an argument, like I know he's not a Gomez, but mm-hmm. but he's he, you know he's obviously pretty sharp, and uh, so you know, and he's coming at he's still got potentially another ten years in the sport. I'm, I'm hearing you, but most of the guys who have done really well at Ironman that have made the switch have been guys that have had a, a long ITU career. So if we think, you know, Bevan did, did well in a couple of races, he had a long ITU career. Alexander, when did he switch? Uh, he, well, he did halves and Olympics for a long time before he came across to Ironman, and yeah. he had pretty much instant success, but he would have had a good 10 years under him before he made the switch. Um, Rasmus Henning, um, I know these guys didn't necessarily win Kona, but, you know, they had exceptional yeah, races right. wrote. Ray Lert was similar. You know, he had a long ITU career. So I think, you know, the, the sw- a really good switch over age is probably sort of... 30-ish. Around 30, plus yeah. or minus one or two years, depending on what age they start. So he's 26. If he's been, if he's been full-time since he's been 16 or something, then may- maybe he'll be okay. But 
that's probably my you know, slight concern. So I do think, you know, if someone like a Gomez now, he is primed to make that switch when he's around about that 30-year age group. But Hertz, you know, Is Gomez only 30? I think so. I think I've asked this before. We'll find, find that out. So maybe this guy's a little bit too young, um, but then you don't want them hanging on as long as, say, Bevan did, who maybe left it a couple of years too Can late. Is Gomez? G-O-M-E-Z, I think. Yep. Javier Gomez with a J. So anyway, interesting that he's going to be making it, and we will. Well, Tim, you can track his progress. He's for, thirty-one for now. Thirty-one now. Hmm. And so he'll be after the Olympics. He'll be thirty-three. Yeah. So still okay. Bevan's thirty-eight. Well, he's turning thirty-eight this year. I you, think. But you want Gomez to go now, don't you? Yeah. You like, do. Imagine if he came now. Hmm. And so he's Gomez has been full-time for a long time. So if he leaves after Rio, and if he got a, if, if he won a gold medal there, then he'll probably you know he could maybe go on that gravy train for a little bit. But you know someone like at the moment you know you go Fredino. Think Gomez, Gomez how is old, find out how old Fredino is okay. because I think Fredino has made that switch at an age that is is good. I, I think he's probably younger than I'm pretty sure he'd be he's younger. Thirty-three now. Fredino is. Mm. Oh, interesting. He but he's been, he's been doing it for a year or so now. Mm, mm. So he switched at about 31, 32. Mm. And he's August day, day before my birthday. Mm. We're like brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're interested to see where that goes. Just a little plug for the guys at Pyrenees Multisport. Um, they are celebrating their 10-year anniversary this year. God, they've been around for a while. It's awesome. And they're putting on a two-week tour covering the Pyrenees, Mont Ventoux and the Alps. And well, you know what? That was a cool experience for us. Yeah. And uh, and so they run a great great gig. They know the routes extremely well. So if you want to check that out, go to PyreneesMultisport.com. And if you say you heard about it um, from I Am Talk, they'll give you a ten percent discount. And those guys know how to run a good gig. So check they it out. They really do. They're, and they're the coolest, nicest people. Great atmosphere. Nice, awesome mm. location. Yeah, highly recommend. Right. Five, five, five star, John. Five star. I've got a, I've got a, a Brent story. What is it? A Brent, so, so Here we go. Is, when we were up in Capity Coast, so I have got one, one, one story from my little travels. So we went to this little place. It's a little sort of uh, free water park. You know, you've sort of got... Um, it's, it's a pretty like a public park? Public park. But, and it's, but pretty cool. And pretty cool. you sort of got all padded stuff and you've got hoses going everywhere and sure. stuff coming out of like little trees. Kids love it. Good stuff. And you had this... Um, uh, sort of water cannon type thing. Oh, yeah, where you had two, two, of them, two, of them, two of them facing each other, and you kind of spin it around. And if one you've spun <coughs> one too far, then it would turn off, so you couldn't spray people who weren't in the water area. Oh, oh nice, that's um, good. Idea. And the, the two cannons would kind of just meet each other. If you had both of them going, you could just get the person on the other side, so you can kind of be firing on each other. But if if you spun one of them around, then the other one would get a bit of a boost and it would go a bit further. Oh, nice. And so Felicity, she loves the water and she's sitting there and spraying everybody with the stuff. And uh, and somehow the other one gets turned around. And there's some parents are stupidly standing in the in the in the, in the way and uh, who are looking after the young toddlers and stuff. And Felicity just starts carrying this parent. <laughs> and it was a really hot day. And the guy, she just starts drilling him, and he thinks it's pretty funny, and we all think it's pretty funny. But Philly just keeps on. <laughs> she sort of sprays somebody else and then she goes back to the parent and he didn't get absolutely soaked but she, she did pummel him a bit <laughs> and then they had this little model train um, going around as well and uh, we were on this little model train and the, my, the friends we were with said oh that's that guy from um, from Flight of the Concords sitting on the oh, back oh Brett, Brett, Brett and Jermaine Brett, Brett from Flight of the Concords and what's his surname again uh, Blake, Brett Clements isn't it is it? Yeah. Well, Jermaine Clements and Brent. No, it's not, it. it's not Brent uh, Clements. It's no, it's Jermaine. Jermaine Clements, isn't it? And then Brent. I'll find out. Yeah, anyway. I, I just, um, and so the person that Felicity was caning with the water pistol was Brett off. Uh, oh, really? Edwards. Really? Yeah. Because they're, they're, Brett McKenzie. Brett McKenzie, that's right. And because he, he's, he's got a place somewhere near Wellington. And uh, yeah. 
Oh, that's she funny. was caning the guy. Did she go ask for a selfie? No. No. Uh, He's pretty famous. He is. He did that Muppet song. We, we, she loves the Muppets. Am I a man? Am I a Muppet? Yeah. Or am I a Muppet of a man? Famous Kiwi. Oh, no, best people, no, most, people, oh, most people would know him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he's there you go. Genius. That's one story. Right, yeah. let's wrap it up. Ayn Russ. <laughs> <laughs> got any stories for us? i got my photo on my team, my modelling team. There's me and Phil. Look, there's the team. There's Phil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best mates. Yeah, would look that better with that photo. Was that? You wearing an I Am Talk top. I, was, I had to wear their clothes. Oh. Modeling, John. You, yeah. don't, you don't choose your clothes. Yeah, yeah. You get your undies. Do you think they would have had to pay Phil? They give you your socks. Did you think they would have had to pay Phil a fraction more than they paid you? No, I'm pretty sure we got even rates. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't. I can't understand why he'd get more than me. Yeah, I was. I was definitely always in the background of the photos. Let's put it that way. I don't yeah. think I was in the front of. Yeah. I knew my place in the world, John. Yeah. I knew. I knew my position. Yeah. I did, but it was actually really cool. It was a good time because we had a really cool crew. Sometimes when you do a bit of modelling, John, you can get companies can be a little bit anal about their products. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to do one for a, a very famous uh, New Zealand outdoor brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were quite precious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like normally, you know, a photo should take you know maybe half an hour max. So these guys would take an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get 100 opinions on how to move your ear. Yeah. And, uh, and whereas the guys were working this time, they were just the coolest, most relaxed bunch of people and really positive and, and it was really cool. So it was cool. Uh, what, what are you up to now? Uh, so we go, but when this show comes out, I'll be driving on my merry way to Kaiteri Terry for a couple of weeks. Nice. And just hanging out up there. Looking good. Looking forward to well, it. What's, what's happened in 2015 for John? Because 2014 had a website. Back. What, what happens to the website now? Oh, that's the thing. I've, 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 it's I've, archived. No, it's still up there. It's still no, like Project I 2014. I think my last post was, um, I'll, I'll post something else after this and I haven't posted anything <laughs> since then. What was your website again? Uh, Coach John Coach Project John. 20 project2014.com and yeah because I, I mean I literally had somebody email me the other day saying oh I'm having a look at your thing here what were you doing in this, this these dates here yeah, and, oh and sort of eight weeks out or something like that and so I kind of want to archive all the information but it's one of those but things it's still on the internet if you, if you want to get ideas from John you can yeah no it's still up there it's, you know, if you have a short of a swim, swim workout or something you can go on there and you know all my swim workouts are up there all the workouts I did so if you have a short on that but yeah you're nearly up to 1100 followers on Twitter Nice, nice. I, don't really, I, I only do Twitter when I've got something important to say. No, but you were kind of excited when you got close to 1,000. Yes, I was. Mm. I wanted to get 1,000 for Kona, so mm. that's all good. Uh, so 2015, back running. Um, yeah, had a bit of a bad patch through Christmas, but you know, I'm going to be doing you know, five runs this Just week. Just what, laziness? Yeah. And uh, five, five runs a week. Laziness time and bad eating. Wellington Marathon and Auckland Marathon. Wellington, why would you do Wellington? Just because it's the only why one. Why do you do Christchurch? Because I'm in Kona. Oh, bugger. Because mm. it's in town again. I know. I would do it if I was here. And I'm, I would call you in. Yeah, good. <laughs> so it's a John Newsom's running 231. If you ran that in Christchurch, you'd probably win it. You, you, you might not win. You'd probably get in the top three. Yeah, there's usually a guy that goes sort of 220 something to, yeah. to win it. But yeah. you'd, you'd certainly be right up there. It'd be a lonely, lonely old day, though. There wouldn't be anybody around you. So, yeah, plan is to do Wellington Marathon and Auckland Marathon and hopefully go faster in Auckland than what I went last time. It should be, um, I mean, I had a pretty good day there, so it'll be quite a big challenge, but that's the plan. Albert, you might to see John, make sure John does Auckland and beats his time, so that gives me something to be motivated to beat. Who, who did that? Uh, Albert. Oh, goodness, yeah. Well, I've got a clip a few minutes off to beat his time. He went 2.36, Six, I think, maybe. Yeah. And then you've got old... And um, he's 50 or something. How Tal in the UK, I think he went... Two thirty, 
low, lower two thirties or something like that. Oh, so, really? Hotel. Hotel. So got a bit of work to do. Do you think you can get to low thirties? That's a no, lot of work. No, no. If I can get a two thirty-five, you need a new website for that one. Yeah. If I get to two thirty-five, I'll be wrapped. That's a big ask. Would you want to do one of the big ones? Yep. If you want to pay for it, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would love to do it. Yeah, I'm going to pay for it. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Go now. Porno wants to do Boston. Yeah. He's email because he's because his his Queenstown time qualifies him for Boston and mm-hmm. and it lasts for eighteen months or something. Yeah. So he's going. Well, why don't we go to Boston in 2016? Mm-hmm. So maybe well, what am I wouldn't mind doing New York as well. Mm-hmm. So it's thoughts to be had. Um, anything else? That's about it. Oh, we're going to do our Legends show. Um, oh, should we do that? When are we going to do that? Oh, we'll do an intro next week. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that later. We've got a while to put that out, don't we? Because we didn't put the latest one out until late. Yeah. So that's good. Anything else? That's it. Make, make sure if you're any, any Christchurch people, if you're listening, get your A into G and enter the House of Travel Triathlon Festival. In fact, anybody in the South Island or anybody Actually, wants anywhere to come around to the world. Yeah. Even if you're not going to race, just enter. Support the course. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Tri- triathlonfestival.co.nz. Get your butts in. If you're in, um, if you're in um, Mauritius, yeah, the Mauritius right now. Enter it. Yeah, yeah. We don't care where you're from. <laughs> just you don't need to. As long turn. as you got a credit card, that's all that matters. All that matters. When is it? Actually, this is a plug for other co-race directors as well. Please help the race directors in your local area. But if you're going to race, get off your ass and enter because it's a pain in the butt. When it's you just stressful, know. isn't it? It is stressful when you don't know how many people are going to enter. You're sitting here and literally you get 75% of the entries come in in the last two weeks. And, and prior you, to that, but you're you an early bird? Yeah, but it's when you're only paying, you know, my entry fee for my race is, I think, $69. Uh, so you can't, you know, when you've got, if your entry fee is 500 you can say, okay, enter it nearly, yeah. and you have 150 off or yeah. something, you can do it's that. When it's motivated. 10 bucks save it. But man, it just, if you want to help save the smaller races, do them a favour and enter, early. enter earlier because it does make a massive difference. And you're only not doing because you're disorganised. Mm. Organise your life. That's your goal this year. Read mm. Getting Things Done. Yeah. Find a system. Mm-hmm. Have a weekly meeting with yourself. I was yeah. in Kona this year with Phil and 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 Newsom. Yeah, I can call you Newsom when I'm angry with you. Yeah. Phil and Newsom, and I was telling because what I do every Monday morning before I do anything is <laughs> weekly meeting with myself. <laughs> a weekly meeting with myself, and what I do is I sit down, I get a cup of cup of tea, mm-hmm. and I sit down, and I plan my week, John, and mm-hmm. I plan my week around my goals and what I try to achieve and and focus time and all this kind of stuff, and it works, it works really, works really, works really, well, really well. Really well. I was telling the boys about this. What you just gave me crap, didn't you? It was a giggle. You gave me crap. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I would be entering races early, John, because I had my weekly meeting. Good. So, and one other thing for all the people out there. goes back to the of the Concords, because you thought I was like, Friday of the Concords. Bevan, here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Present. <laughs> present, Bevan, present. Yep. Time to start the One meeting. thing I'm going to really try hard to do is not send as many emails this year. Stop CCing people and stop BCCing people when you don't need to. Do you send a lot of emails? Well, I hate getting BCC'd and CC'd when it's not appropriate. When I don't, I don't need it. Like, why do you send me that email? I don't need to know that. Stop it. Stop sending. Stop filling up my email. You know, the real challenge if you want to grow this year is send an email back to the person saying, "Why did you send me this email? I don't need to know this." <laughs> right, you're getting some of those. <laughs> hey, I just forwarded you the listeners' emails. No, when you say thanks. Sweet as I like, don't send me that. That's filled up my inbox. Oh, for God's stop, sake. stop sending them. But you'll become isolated. That's no. fine. 
Oh, I'll spend some time with my you know what? <laughs> the, problem is, the problem is now you just encourage me to do it with more enthusiasm so, so the you, you see, keep sending me those Listen, emails you, send the show. I'll, I'll send you more more invites to appointments we need no, to have because that's what it does like <laughs> he sends these Google invites and the thing is Google somehow has managed to scheme your world so they give you alerts and I hate alerts so I always say no now when he sends it I write it in my diary my, week, <laughs> my, my weekly meeting and then I say no to the meeting <laughs> Right, uh, we've got a strategy. Okay. Every unnecessary email I get, you get an appointment. I'll just, I'll just say, <laughs> okay. right, 7.30, we're doing age group of the week appointment. <laughs> oh, you're at 5.30 in the morning, my phone goes off. <laughs> oh, you guys, that's how this week. So 2015 is a big year. Remember, if you want to be a patron, go to www.iamtalk.me. Please do that because um, we want to keep doing a great show. I'm Russ. I'm Man Don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.